right, everybody. Good morning. Girl and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. One more step down the turnpike, and it's the Washington Commanders. Whether they stay the Commanders for very long remains to be seen, as uh, the worst owner in football has uh, been booted out the door, and in comes Mr. Harris, who's taken over. Uh, and changes are afoot in Washington, and Wiz, count me as one who is very intrigued and think there is some upside to the Washington Commanders for the upcoming season. Yeah, you look at the personnel, and you're wondering if the defense, and you know, we'll get to that at the very end, we're wondering if the defense can get back to where the aspirations and expectations were uh, a few years ago. Um, hasn't quite been as good as uh, I'm sure a lot of people in that organization as her has hoped, and uh, they've had some talent there, so we'll see how it plays out. But we'll, we'll start off with Sam Howell, um, who is a one of these gritty players that you kind of like to watch, but from the stat line, fantasy football, um, even in a, even in a super flex league where you start two quarterbacks, um, it's close to me. Uh, certainly in formats where you're starting one quarterback, uh, I'm not interested in Sam Howell. But I'll ask you: Do you think in 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 in, uh, in leagues where yeah, you're having a super flex where you could start a second a second quarterback or just as your backup quarterback, would you draft Sam Howell or is he a total pass for you? Here's the thing: was I I love the offensive skill set guys, uh, particularly the receiving core for, for Washington, and I actually think they're going to use Antonio Gibson completely differently this year. Uh, with the new offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, So I would be very intrigued by whoever wins this job. Right now, you mentioned that it's Howell, but Jacoby Brissett is also here, and he was the play setter last year for uh, Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. Uh, had some success in terms of not really turning over the football and, and, and actually having a couple of strong games. Uh, use his legs a little bit. Howell will be able to use his legs. Howell did beat the Cowboys in his one start last year and used his legs in that particular game. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, you know, count me. Again, this is a team that I think has some upside. The um, enemy is going to be able, and then, you know, he's got a chip on his shoulder, uh, wants to really show that he can do this, uh, removed from the shadows of Andy Reid. Uh, Ron Rivera is not an offensive guy. Let the enemy Let's see if he can do his thing. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I would count me as intrigued with, uh, with Howell if he ends up being the number two quarter, the number one quarterback as a number two quarterback in a, in a flex league because of the offensive talent here. From an organizational standpoint, the, the, the commanders would have to be complete idiots to play Jacoby Brissett. We know what Jacoby Brissett is, with all due respect. He's, he's a backup NFL quarterback. You have got to give... Sam Howell, a one-year audition to see what he could do through the good, through the bad, through the ugly, through it all. It, it just makes no sense, no matter what is going on, to replace him with Brissett. You know, I agree. I, I agree with you. I agree. Yeah, I mean, if you get if you get off to a bad start, right, and Howell's not playing great, you're not going to be a playoff team anyhow. It doesn't matter. You have got to let the kid get a year of growing pains and play. So, um I think the only way Jacoby Prissett steps on the field uh, is either in a game or two where Howell's not playing well or an injury to Howell. Otherwise, you just have got to let you, – you've got to see it out through Sam Howell. Yeah, yeah. and look, he, he played good in that start, Wiz. He played good against the Cowboys. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. So to me, uh, it, w- it would be ridiculous yeah. to uh, even, you know, call it a quarterback comment. You just know what your going to percent is. By the way, I don't know if you feel the same because we've not discussed this, but if Jacoby Brissett gets in there, I just feel all those talented players on the commanders at the skill positions would take a downgrade. Uh, I, I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah, so let, let's get to let's get to Robinson and Gibson. Uh, both players are. I, I think the fantasy football community does not know what to do here. These guys are being drafted right around the same area. I've seen them being ranked kind of like right next to each other. Where in that situation, the people are just who make these rankings are just kind of like throwing up their hands in the air and saying, "We have no idea." And I can understand that, but I just don't think we've seen what Gibson can do yet. Um, in what he's been asked to do, the way he's been used. Um, I just think he's he's a good player. Um, and I know they kind of want to make Brian Robinson the workhorse running back, and he's a physical guy who gets better with the more carries he gets. But I just feel from a talent perspective, Gibson is the player that you probably want here. He hasn't been utilized right and just – being around Andy Reid for all of these years, you've got to think that the enemy is going to figure out to get a way to get the best of Gibson. So while a lot of people have them ranked next to each other and being drafted in the same area, I think there's some real upside for Gibson. How do you see it? Uh, in, a, in a PPR league, it's an absolute no-brainer um, that Gibson is is the better one. Now, now I will say this to, to, to Robinson's credit. He miraculously came back from that horrific uh, shooting that he was uh, carjacked uh, and, and injured, uh, came back from that. I don't think he was 100% last year. He was unable to even average uh, four yards a carry. I think he was below that. But Gibson was too. This is not a good offensive line. Uh, they've made a couple of improvements to it, so hopefully they're a little bit better. But I think Robinson will be a, be- a better player because he's going to be a healthier player You know, a year removed from that uh, horrific event. To your point, uh, and I, I and, and as far as touches go, these two guys were kind of split. Uh, where Robinson had 200 carries, Gibson had 150. Will it be the same? I'm not quite sure. You may see a little bit less on the carry side for Gibson, but you actually maybe see more in the passing game from him. Gibson was a dynamic, dynamic player in college uh, for Memphis, and I think we could see some. Of, he he has been, in my opinion, misused. It's been too conservative an offense. Maybe. Maybe Howell moving a little around the pocket because he's got some mobility will help. But I see Gibson as a, a potential big-time riser in PPR leagues where if he stays on the field all season long, over 60, 65 catches is, is something that's very attainable for, for Gibson. I think there's incredible upside there, Wiz. Yeah, and you want to you know, have a feeling that a young quarterback, that would be um, a good safety net and a safety valve and is dumping the ball off to a player like Gibson. So... Um, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. New coach, kind of a new system, new offense, new quarterback um, for Gibson. I, I think uh, I think there is some upside with that player as well. Um, moving to wide receiver, do you think Terry McLaurin um, goes home after they knocked out of the playoffs every year and watch the NFL playoffs and thinks to himself, what would this look like if I had Mahomes or – Joe Burrow or Josh Allen is my quarterback. This guy puts up good numbers, and he's had some horrific quarterback play. Um, Terry McLaurin is one of these guys where his ranking is not equivalent 
to the talent of the player just because of the poor quarterback play. So um, three good receivers here, Dotson, McLaurin, Curtis Samuel as well. Um, I like all three players in terms of fantasy football starters. Which ones, all three, tell me about um, Samuel McLaurin and Dotson. Yeah, so let's go McLaurin. Um, he had 900 yards as a rookie. He came out of a, a college that is continued to produce wide receiver talent. That's Ohio State. Last three years, despite all the clowns throwing the football in Washington, was able to have over 1,000 yards. The problem with McLaurin is he doesn't get in the end zone that much because the offense has been holding him back. He's only had four or five touchdowns each of the last three years. But he's a terrific receiver. He's a competitive receiver. He pushes so hard around the line uh, to get open. Uh, he's he's a guy that's going to go up and get uh, a ball in contention. He's a great receiver. If he was on any with any of those top quarterbacks in the league, you know Terry McLaurin to me would be a slam dunk top three receiver, top four receiver in the league. Uh, but he hasn't had that. So and, and not that he's going to have it this year, but hopefully to get some more consistency, and Bienemy can kind of find a way to, to make that work. Um, Swiss Army knife, as far as Curtis Samuel's concerned, uh, I think he's going to. You'll see him rushing the football. Uh, there's a lot of familiarity here with Ron Rivera, but I think Bienemy will find good ways to use him, and that's the way they used Samuel last year. I think you'll see that same thing kind of being repeated this year. Jahan Dotson, to me, was. Uh, you know, in kind of a short amount of sample set, you know, looks like a really exciting player. And one of these guys, the guy got in the end zone seven times last year was, uh, that's just incredible to me. Um, he only caught 35 balls, but seven of those catches were touchdowns. That, that is a remarkable ratio. Uh, Jahan Dotson, to me, could be one of the bigger sleeper guys that kind of makes that leap up in year two at receiver. Uh, He was hurt a little bit last year as well, and maybe with some better quarterback play, Jahan Dotson could be a player that people are talking about. I would rank him as, for me, McLaurin as a a receiver one. I have no problem with that. Uh, Definitely a receiver two. Uh, Dotson, a two, perhaps, uh, Dotson a three, but perhaps two upside. That's... That's how intrigued I am by him. And Samuel will be a 3-4 type guy. So uh, going back to McLaurin, I, I know you know McLaurin's the number one receiver on the commanders. Do you, are you saying that there's a chance for wide receiver one for McLaurin this year inside the top 12, top 12 overall? Because when I look at McLaurin, I, I think his talent level is as good as a bunch of guys who are you know, inside the top 20. The quarterback play is the thing that I'm concerned about. I have him clearly as wide receiver, too. Um, no, so yeah, sorry. I, I, I misspoke. He's the number one receiver here, but he's probably 15 to 20 yeah. in wide receiver ranks. Sorry. Yeah, and I, and, I, and, I, and I agree with that. Dotson is one of the best contested ball catches in the league. <clears throat> That's his specialty. That's why... He had the touchdowns. Do you think he, in in a league where you start three receivers, is he kind of around that area? Because I kind of have him right around wide receiver three, but there is room for growth for the player. And uh, I'm just wondering, do you view Samuel as more than a flex, or kind of like that's where you have him? I have him as a flex, but I think Dotson is a three with upside. Yeah, yeah, and I would, I would, I think that's a perfect way. Uh, to describe him coming into the season. And uh, um, tight end, how are you viewing the tight end situation? The drafting of these players, Logan Logan Thomas has had some injury, total uh, injury issues. Cole Turner there, Bates as well. Um, I don't know, I'm not really intrigued uh, unless 
there was a guy that was going to get clearly the snap count and the target share. Otherwise, I'm a little bit dubious of any of these guys being uh, fantasy football starters in, uh, in in my league. How do you view the tight end situation? Well, the funny thing is, a couple of years ago, right, Logan Thomas was like, you know, he was a darling, right? He had that breakout year, a guy who converted right. from quarterback, and, you know, he was a monster, but, you know, not been able to stay on the field. Um, let, we know that the enemy comes from an offense <laughs> that, that had Travis Kelsey. No, nobody is anything close to right. Travis Kelsey here. Uh, yeah, you mentioned Cole Turner, right? Uh, I, I, you know, again, Interesting, interesting athletic guy, right? Six, 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 two forty. Could he make some noise? I, you know, I, I, possible, possible. Uh, but I, I don't know. This is a situation that's kind of worth watching. But nobody that I'm personally drafting with. And as far as special teams go, it's just tough to trust anybody here. I, I know a kicker is just looking like a battle between the money badger, Michael Badgley, and and Joey Sly and. Uh, the commander's defense could be a streaming option in certain games, but until that defense shows that they can get back to some of some semblance of of what they what it, what it was supposed to look like a few years ago, I'm not trusting anything on the special teams, whether it's the defense or in either of the kickers or whoever the starting kicker is for the commanders. Do you have a similar view? What do you? Have well, well here's the problem. So Chase Young's not been on the field. Um, they start four guys who are first-round draft picks, Jonathan Allen, Darren Payne, uh, Montez Sweat, Chase Young. So hopefully Young is going to be back, and all of them have the ability to get to the quarterback for sure. The problem is, and they addressed it in the draft because their first two picks were DBs, uh, the Washington Commanders have had probably one of the worst secondaries in the league for the last three or four years, and that's where the issue's been. So they're addressing it in the draft. Uh, Hopefully they can make some strides there. Uh, I think there's nothing more than a streaming option. But, you know, again, Young, who was such an exciting player early on, just has not been able to get back on the field, and that's been uh, that's been a killer for this defense. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that is certainly true. And uh, it, it's a shame. So I'm intrigued by the commanders, you know, what they look like. I mean, I just hope they don't get themselves in a position where they're tanking uh, for some of these elite offensive players, um, That'll be coming out next year. Two quarterbacks, uh, an elite uh, wide receiver, Marvin Harrison Jr., and uh, an incredible young tight end, the best prospect at tight end that I've seen in a long time. So you know that there'll be one or more teams that are going to be tanking at the end of the year trying to get one of those guys. We'll see what happens with the commanders. And I hope Sam Howell plays well and the, and the commanders give him a full year to see what he can do. Yeah, and you know, I think it's hard also to a guy who – a lot of people feel has been overlooked as a head coach in this league, and that's the enemy uh, to, to change scenery, a change of scenery, perhaps, uh, you know, gives him a little bit more credibility than he's gotten thus far. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, that's it. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. That's the NFC East in the books. So three more divisions to go through uh, as we make our way through the NFL. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Make sure you're listening. Good way to pass the time, driving, on the beach, whatever. Uh, but, you know, this is where the focus has to be. We're, we're a month away from drafts, Wiz. It's time to uh, knuckle down. You got it. See ya.